0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I told you yet, but I've already started grieving
1: you. Hey. Oh, that's our
2: sh- our show song from last week, Out of the Blue, for Raquel Hannah. I just love that that automatically came up today. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> my name is Kathy Ganello. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. I'm here with my co-hostess Carrie Butler. From Southern California, it's a nice chilly thirty two degrees up here Carrie, how are you
1: down there in Los Angeles? Well, you know it's probably oh, gonna be me. about se- <laughs> it's gonna be about seventy three to seventy five today, and um in the valley, it'll be about eighty two so it's just a beautiful day we're We're actually um we're kind of you know we're in that like mild wintry transition, but there's still no rain called for, so that's what I'm waiting for.
2: <laughs> well, as you all know, I'm a Southern California fan, so I always have to ask her about the weather. This morning, we are so honored and happy to have author, motivational speaker, and podcast host, Wynne Charles. And Wynne Charles is is somebody that I think, after researching her and looking at her life, she's just really living her best life despite having a disability that has, you know, when she was younger, and she has just taken life to another level. So good morning, Wynne. It's so nice to
0: have you here. Good morning, you guys. And I still have that disability. That disability will never go away. (laughs) It will never get worse. It's a childhood disability. I was diagnosed with that on June 23rd, 1987 and even though I was born on June 22nd, I um, they diagnosed me 24 hours after my birth and so that disability is called cerebral palsy aka CP and what it is is a lack of oxygen at birth or you can develop it in the womb. Wow, that is very, very interesting. Uh,
2: but but you know, and so I was thinking that it would be nice if we could just sort of dive into where it all began for you. Obviously, you had a disability, have a disability that you're dealing with, and have. But what have? When I was working with your uh, publisher, or uh, your your Kate Biggie Press, she was saying that you have competed in a Kona Ironman, or and the yeah. Olympics ceremony, that you travel yes. around the country. Yes. You're a speaker, an author, and uh, so tell us, how did it start for you to know that it was time for you to bust out of what was going on in your with your health and just be the person that
0: you were, were meant to be? Well, I had one stop and smell the roses moment in 06. I had um, a spinal fusion that went. I am one of the thousands of people with scoliosis on top of having CP. and As a matter of fact, I still have scoliosis. You guys just can't tell. My um, curve is now a 10-degree curve, which is better than it was at 50 degrees. And the reason why I'm so passionate about scoliosis is because a lot of people like myself, have to wear back glasses. And that's shaming to people when they have to wear a back glass. And I'm going to um, mention something here. Um, A lot of kids get diagnosed with hemiscoliosis when they hit puberty, a lot of women. And I found that out 11 years after, yeah, 11 years after my, Spinal fusion because the doctors didn't tell the doctor didn't give me a reason as to why my scoliosis went from 20 degrees to um, 50 degrees like in two seconds flat when I was 17 years old. I found that out through I found out why through the UK Daily Mail when um, they did an expose on scoliosis and they did it in conjunction with George who is the anchor of Good Morning America and his daughter had scoliosis and she's very proud of it she wears a back place just like I do over um, her clothes, I wear it under my clothes but I thought okay now that uh, big time and coming out with his personal story with I can accept my scoliosis. So it took me 11 years to accept my, um, my scoliosis. But I figured that I had something different with me at age six before I even knew about the scoliosis. I knew that I had something different with me in my heart at age six and it wasn't until I was in seventh grade when my mom dropped me off in school, looked me straight in the eyes and said, You have something called C P have a nice day. She literally dropped me off in school, gave me this news as we were pulling into school. I I almost basically and then <laughs> I was given the opportunity to um, do a presentation in high school and fortunately I never got to do that presentation in my English class but I had to research what is CP and I only knew it as CP at the time and so when I Googled what is CP. I almost closed the laptop and almost cried because I'm like, oh boy, we're dealing with a bigger monster that I now have to deal with myself. (laughs) And so, what inspired me to write my original book, I Comma Win, is I lost my mom to a brain aneurysm slash meningitis. Um, in 2010, and while she was in mentally-induced coma, I asked her, I said, can I write a book on my life? And she said, yes, as long as you do it gracefully, meaning don't spill too many family secrets. And so um, <laughs> I did it gracefully, and then hit number one, the moment it came out, People were um, buying it in gloves and rubs, not only my family, but complete strangers were asking me, How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do this with all with managing a disability? And so right. and I thought, Okay, these strangers opened up a can of worms, and now I either have to shift the can of worms or even get more public with my story. So what did I do, get more public with my story, and then started a podcast? And your podcast is called
2: Butterflies of Wisdom.
0: Yes. And uh, yes.
2: I, was, uh, I found that on Facebook, and I'm a podcaster, so I absolutely know that podcasting is such a fun jam, and it's just like when you're doing a podcast. So when you have guests on your show um, – Tell us a little bit about how, uh, what type of guests you have on your show so people, if they want to listen, can tune in on
0: Butterflies of Wisdom. Well, um, well, Butterflies of Wisdom could be found in iTunes. It could also be found on Stitcher, which a lot of Android people use. Thank you very much. Because iTunes doesn't play nicely with Android and PCs. And it can also be found now in Spotify. So those of you who are listening that have Spotify, just search Mm -hmm. Spotify with them in your Spotify app or your Spotify controller. So you guys can listen to that too. And over high-quality speakers, I know you guys can, because I know that's how um, you guys listen to Spotify. And so... You guys can now listen to it in Spotify. But I'm going to try my hardest to focus on authors in 2019. And um, 2020 will be the year of the disability again. And then 2021 will be the year of the... um, solo entrepreneurship, and I send that long. I'm in 2018 for the year of the author. So basically anyone with a self to come on and get more PR, let me know, and I can put you in contact with my assistant. My assistant, I don't do the scheduling. I decided from day one to hire my BFF, who also has cerebral palsy, so we speak the same language. As, as CP here, and I said, You do all the scheduling. You, I can just do the talking because of her speech impediment. She has a hard time speaking. But, mm-hmm. um, needless to say, which I have right in front of me, and I'll give you guys the title as well, she wrote a book to, she started writing a book two weeks after my book came out. I come a win. Wow! You you simply so, wrote your
2: by transcribing,
0: correct? I wrote my book using Apple's Siri dictation, and a lot of people yeah. think they have to type a book. A lot of people think they have to type a book, but really, they don't. Really, they don't. They can just open up a Notepad on their Android. I use Dragon Naturally Speaking, which comes both on the PCs and Mac, and just take their books. And you get a lot more writing done than if you were to sit down and type it. I can't type due to my cerebral palsy. I cannot type. I I have terrible handwriting. I cannot type, so dictation is the best way for me to do it.
2: Well, I think that just That's lends so great. To fact, Yeah, I think that lends to the fact that nothing has stopped you any disability has stopped you from having and living your dream, which really is what the best life cafe is about. Like we like to yeah. interview and talk to people who are really just out there saying, No matter what's gone on in my life or no matter what's coming down the pike or where I've been, I'm still gonna get up today and do what I love. I also noticed that you are the CEO of your own jewelry design company. So what, well,
0: what I, well, I used to be a self-taught digital artist and that's how I became the um, CEO of my own jewelry company, meaning I wouldn't put my art on jewelry. And so what I did was when I gave that up to write books, I um, actually gave that up in 2010, and I made uh, a fair amount of money selling my art with, and so I infused it into a book called The View for My Hills, which can be found on Amazon. So that's why people think that I'm, the CEO of my Own Joy Company, it's because they um they don't understand that I put my artwork on joy too.
1: Hmm. Wow, that's fantastic. So Wynn, tell our listeners yes. based on your situation, what lessons have you learned? What do you want to share with our listeners about lessons that you've learned and if people are feeling, you know, like they can't do something, like Share with us what your
0: your thoughts are on that. Lessons that I've learned from a wise studio. If you feel like you can't control your disability, I'll just use depression as an example because I know depression is huge. Talk to someone. Use a personal gratitude journal. Write a journal mm-hmm. and then turn that into your book. Thank you very much. And so <laughs> use your resources that you have. You don't have to go to the psychological therapist all the time. You just have to use your resources.
1: That's great. And so now you are also a motivational speaker, right? So when you go across the country speaking, do you share this, this, these tidbits of knowledge with your,
0: with your audience? I try to it all depends on what they wanna what they want me to talk about. And I'm slowly but surely walking away from my um, degree in education and as I said before we started this recording I'm actually getting my fashion journalism degree out of the Academy of Arts in San Francisco. So there's a huge shout out to them, and they have a wonderful online program, top-notch in the country, and the reason why I decided to go into fashion journalism is because I never dressed like I had a disability, and I always wanted, my big dream is to go review New York Fashion Week and bring a little diversity into New York Fashion Week. And so that's why I'm getting the degree and then I thought after four years of doing podcasting, I'm like, I need help. I need help from the professionals who know what they're doing. How fun is that?
1: I know. That's a great goal. goal.
2: You get to uh you don't have a day job, you get to just be an author, speaker
0: and podcast host, which a lot of us new authors I, or self published I authors, don't, don't get the be- day job but I'm slowly walking away from it. I teach pre- I preschool. I taught preschool for eleven years. I don't do it anymore. Ah. Um, I teach third grade music but that's why I'm be that's why I'm getting my degree in fashion mm-hmm. journalism because of my disability. I kind of have to shape my life around my disability especially my back, especially spinal fusion. And so I decided to um, form my original company, um, my self-taught art company in a hospital bed. Yeah. And, then,
2: and, I, and then I noticed that you have a book that just maybe came out recently called A View from My Fabulous Teaching Desk.
0: Yes, yes, that's my um, latest book, and hopefully, an, um, yes, and that book, let me explain to that book, okay, you get my latest book here, because you guys mentioned it, that book is my, it's a fictional novel, and the reason why I left it that way is because if I truly came out with what goes on behind the scenes in the teaching field, I would lose my job, basically. <laughs> and so I decided to write a fictional novel of what I saw in the classroom setting while teaching preschool for 11 years. So I had that book on my heart for 11 years.
2: Ah, oh, I know that feeling, yeah.
0: That'll
2: wow. be fun. And so you are a self-published, uh, you need to sell 90,000 copies to be on the New York bestsellers list. Well, that's good yes. information. I know that. But yeah. I'll have, to, have yes. to work on that.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So do yeah. you
2: self-publish, what, CreateSpace?
0: I do. And I also self-publish via Draft2Digital and via smashwords too. And I had, I was honored enough to have, speaking of my podcast, I am honored enough to have some of the big players in the self-publishing world on my podcast. And yesterday I had, which will go out small, I had Mark Coker, the CEO of Smashwords, on my podcast. Nice. So uh, that episode will go out tomorrow, so you guys can hear it. And yeah, well, you know, you're a woman
2: after my own heart. I'm a self
0: published author. It takes a lot
2: to, to sell ninety thousand copies when you're self
1: published, but you seem to
2: have a really good following of people and a good following of your podcast. So I
0: think you're well, you're we well on your got that Yes, but one of um, my books has hit number one on Amazon, but um, I one of my biggest dreams is to hit the New York Times bestseller list. And so yeah. when you guys listen to this interview, please, 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 please help me with that dream. I'm also um, trying to crowdfund a publishing deal, which you'll see slash, slash all of my Facebook and slash all the Twitter. So, please, 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 please go vote b- b- for my book. Please support my book, uh-huh. and please support all independent published authors. Uh, so, how do
2: people find you on Instagram and Twitter?
0: Instagram is Win K-E-L-L-Y K E L L Y called C-H-A-R-L-E-S and Twitter is The exact same thing with the at sign. Aha.
2: That's always good. Uh, So, I mean, I just think that I'm very excited for you and your future and what you have to offer the world. And I think everybody should listen to your podcast because I think the one thing that people – you know, unless you're in your position with a disability, it's hard for people to understand. I mean, I think you live in a different, not in a different world, but in a different lifestyle, and you've overcome and said, no, it, none of this is going to stop me. I'm going to yeah. live the same life that everyone, and you've actually exceeded people without disabilities. So I just really applaud that yeah. for you. Like, it's its an amazing story.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that.
2: It, it, it's not easy to do what you're doing. I know that. And maybe you could, before we wrap up, maybe you could tell me a little bit about the Olympic torch uh, ceremony that you did.
0: Oh, the Olympic torch ceremony. Man, you're going back in my history. Hey, okay, I've researched you, girl. <laughs> i researched I everything up so I could. To, uh, can I... I was lucky enough to carry the Olympic torch in 2002 and for the 2002 Olympics, and that was great honor, and um, I will never forget it. I still have wow. the Olympic torch and the picture in my room, and my here's an exclusive for you guys. My next book is She Is CP, and then my next book will be. Um, Published it will be called The Heart of Scoliosis talking about my journey not with CP this time but my journey with scoliosis and my proof and link about scoliosis. Wow.
2: You are living the dream.
0: Yep. And the next step is to get um, to the New York Times Bestseller, work And here's a tidbit for you guys. I don't care about the come out was. i care about the editing editing of the book i repeat get a good editor if you want to self-publish a book <laughs>
2: absolutely i absolutely know that
0: score uh you
2: are nothing without a good editor for a book but yeah. you've given a, um, no. us and our listeners a lot of good ideas if there's someone out there who thinks they have a book in them, this should be a great inspiration for you. Wynn Charles is an author. She's a speaker. She's a podcast host. She grew up with mental, uh, uh, with not mental disability, but with a disability of cerebral palsy, which uh, is sometimes very difficult to overcome. And you are a great inspiration to our fans. And then you also, I also read that you're an advocate for veterans
0: across the world. What do you do for the veterans? I am involved with a program called Challenge Aspen. And Challenge Aspen, I use them to ski. But Challenge Aspen has one of the top veterans programs in the country. They are non-profit. And so I am heavily involved with challenge and military opportunities, a big chance I get. And so I am also, uh, on the, um, black by family here. And my uh-huh. grandfather fought the beaches of Anzio in the world war Two, And so I know, um, how, I know I will, but how these veterans have the struggles of getting back into society. So I try and help them the best I can.
2: Wow, that's a great fit, too. And,
1: you know, I'm just grateful for people like you. Carrie, I know you are. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure, it's- Win. Love listening to your story. Well, thank you. All right, so
2: if there's anything else that you want your people to know, um, they find you on Facebook. You have a Win K. Charles author page. You have, uh, let's see, the Butterflies of Wisdom podcast Facebook page, which is amazing. You can find her podcast right there and all of her past shows and guests, and I look forward to listening to it.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, and I hope that my fan base grows and I hope that once this interview comes out you guys will email it to me so I can share it with my fan base as well
2: I will absolutely, it usually comes out on iTunes on about uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon uh, Pacific time so that's about, I think you guys are an hour ahead. So somewhere around the dinner time, um, I'll try to get that email over to you. And thank you so much for taking the time this morning with us and just sharing your best life with the Best Life Cafe fans. I know they're going to appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right,
0: thank you. Bye, Win. Bye. Thank you.
2: Oh, right. That was fantastic.
1: What an amazing woman she is. Wow. So much and such a, I mean, fantastic. Like, I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would do everything that she's done given the circumstances, you know, like it's just well, breathtaking yeah. to, I, and so refreshing.
2: I mean, that's the thing
1: and such is a, that, uh, <laughs> you, no, you go. I was just gonna say, in such a such a great, um, you know, segue because you know, as you and I talked about, like that this this part of our show is gonna just be kind of, you know, being thankful and reminiscing about Thanksgiving and kind of catching up with all of that. And it's just, you know, I am I'm so thankful for people, everybody out in the world that <clears throat> just, you know, beats to their own drum and and just does what they do. You know, like that's what makes this. That's what makes it here, you know, in, you know, I was going to say in L.A., but all over the world. Like, that's just what makes us an amazing, beautiful universe. It really
2: does. And and I um, just really appreciate when someone has the ability to live their best life in adversity. Because I think, you know, obviously adversity, you have two choices. You either go with, you know, down the rabbit hole that way or you up your game and, you know, when really upped her game, she was like, I'm not going to let this keep me down. And I think that is the inspiration to come out of this is that life happens. Things happen that are out of our control. We don't always have a choice on things. And it's really how you respond to that. That means you're living your best life because you have a choice and she's proved that no matter
1: what, yeah, she had going that was fun. And so Carrie, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. Like it really was. I I actually okay, all mommies out there, like, do not hate. I'm just giving a message. Okay. <laughs> so, um my it was it was relaxing, it was um not stressful. My kids actually everybody knows I'm divorced, so my kids actually were with their dad for the day and um I pulled off the most yummy turkey ever, so Alton Brown, I love you, and uh, <laughs> thank you again for, like, a rockin' turkey. Anybody out there that um, needs a really good turkey recipe, go with the brine, I'm telling you, go with the brine, go with Alton Brown's recipe, It's it takes a long time, it's not difficult, it just takes a long time, but I'm telling you, it was the, it was so good, it was so moist, and anyway... So that was fun. And uh, my mom was here. She came in from New York, so that was really fun to hang out. And I just got to, you know, I just got to, I felt like I got to be an adult and not have to be concerned about, like, is somebody bored or somebody needs to go home or somebody, you know, it was just, it was just nice to be. It was just nice to be. So yeah. that was mine. And you? We had a very quiet Thanksgiving,
2: it was just four of us, Um, although I did get to go for a hike in the morning on my ranch, which was lovely, and uh, I always like to start my Thanksgiving with a long walk, and I actually took um, my grandchildren with me, one of them who is two, and she did so good, and they were hiking in the hill, like the side mountain, and of course I was like going, oh my God, what are you guys doing, you know, but they're such little country kids that... uh, I just realized that that's the stuff that memories are made from, and if they can always remember going for a walk with uh, their Kiki on
0: Thanksgiving, like it's awesome. So that was yeah, that's a I great tradition.
2: Up. Yeah, we ate early, so I was able to have my traditional turkey sandwich at like seven o'clock that night and not feel guilty <laughs> because I'd already <laughs> eaten so much. But that's really what I love about Thanksgiving is the turkey sandwich on whole wheat bread with mayonnaise and cranberry the night of Thanksgiving, like that's really my favorite part of the meal.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get so lucky with that. I, I didn't realize that um, my sister would take me so literally cause I said to her, I said, you know, it's usually like a pound of Turkey per person. And um, there were nine of us and she bought a 12 pound Turkey and <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> like not wow, get yeah. anything left over so I was like what did you do I mean you know next time we'll know but it was just like it was just I'm so used to cooking like a 15 to like 17 even 18 pound turkey because like usually there's like you know so many people at my house um it was like I felt like I was making a little chicken because it was so tiny but um yeah I unfortunately no leftovers for me but oh well that's all right um okay so listen you have something else that I think everybody should know about, and that was through yourself a birthday party. Oh, yeah. Tell everybody. <laughs> uh, I got a little flat. <laughs> well, come here. on. I, I think
2: that was, like, so awesome. It was so awesome. Let me tell you that, you know, I am pretty in pink. So, I had a birthday. My birthday's always been around Thanksgiving. Obviously, and sometimes on Thanksgiving. And I, if you went and watched the movie uh, Pretty in Pink, you would see me on, you know, the day of my birthday where everyone's bustling around the house getting ready for dinner. And mom was like, Yeah, we're going to do it for dessert. And they would celebrate my birthday after Thanksgiving dinner with whatever the dessert was. And I hardly ever had a cake. So I made, I got this birthday, I ordered my, you know, same right cake, trying to make it look just like Kim Kardashian's, because I really thought that was so cool, and I threw myself a dinner party where I had 28 people uh, that were family and five of my closest friends that are still in my everyday, Uh, two of them from out of town that came up, one from Encinitas, one from Fresno, and It was the perfect group, and we had such a lovely time. I talked to every single person the next day on the phone, which was really fun because it was one of those things like, wow, wasn't that great, you know, where every conversation was, wasn't that fun last night? So I think for me celebrating my birthday, it was a mad success, and I loved it. And I did get a little flack because a couple people thought they were left out. and It wasn't that they were left out. It was just that I only had a limited number I could have. And I'll tell you, Boiling down that number was not easy for me. <laughs> Truly. So if I, anyone's feeling, I can imagine.
1: I'm so, what? I said I can imagine. Like it, you know. It's like you're planning a wedding and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it's yeah. like, look, the room only holds this many people. You know. Yeah, I
2: easily could have had 30 more people on the list. Absolutely that are still in my tight circle, you know. And that's the thing, and I write about this in my book. I'll go ahead and say that, that that when you're boiling down, there's an exercise in my book that you basically take a circle and a circle and a circle and a circle. And in the very beginning circle, it's who has unconditional access to you. Like who, ans- you're going to answer their phone no matter what. You're going to hang up on your friend. You're going to say, i got to go. i got to take this call. Or you're going to, they're your unconditional access. And then the second circle is, you know, access with, but it's almost like you can say, send them a quick text, I'll call you right back. They know that you're going to get back to them. They understand you're busy, but they're still in your close circle. Then the next circle is kind of boils it out to more, you know, work acquaintances, work client bases, or other people where, and then so on, friends of friends and friends of, uh, you know, acquaintances, and so on. And so you do this exercise, and it really does boil down for you, like, who is, who are the, those people? Who are your peeps? You know, who has that unconditional access? Not that I use that for the birthday, but I think it's a good exercise because it is hard to define when you're picking 32 out of the 60 that are in your conditional, you know, your access points.
1: This is interesting. That's awesome. That's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, I think everybody should do that. You know, I was talking to... Buy um, the book. (laughs) Well, absolutely. Um, I was talking to... I need
2: need 90,000 books to be on the New York bestseller list.
1: So let's get cracking,
2: people. I'm only
1: 850 in. Oh, my God. That was like a real... Like, you know, here's what I love. Like, when we talk to people on our show, like... I swear to God, we, like, learn stuff. Like, even if it's random, it's like, oh, yeah, how do you get to be on the New York bestseller? Like, I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. Like, so. No, I love finding out. Right? Like, I thought that was so cool. Like, I just thought, oh, my gosh, like, that is awesome. Um, Well, what's so
2: cool is I only need to sell 89,000 more
1: books. We are so on our way. It's not even (laughs) fun. Six Months to Live is now available on my Facebook
2: page which I just want to give a shout out to Tara Ledoux who has been on our past show and she's a social media consultant and coach and she's really been helping me understand the social media world, understand the marketing part of it, helping me brand who I am and what message I have to share. And so I just wanted to give her a shout out because she's really been doing some really great things for me and I've been loving it. That's so cool. You never know.
1: I know I'm going to work with her after you, because after she was on our show again, you had, you guys had talked. I knew that. And then I reached out to her. She goes, you know, I really only have time for one more person right now. And it's going to be Kathy. I'm like, fair enough. (laughs) So just, you know, you know yeah i know you have priority because you put dibs on her first but i'm gonna as soon as you guys are done or if she has a little bit more room i'm gonna try to sneak in there That's
2: what we, should do. we should alternate you take her the next month and then i'll take her back because i told her during tax season i really am gonna need her and uh but the thing about social media which I, is fascinating to me uh is the fact that it is such an important role, like, in marketing. And, like, with Wynn today, it's like you have to go on other people's shows. You have to get out there and say, you know, here I am, like me, share me. And it, and it's not always easy for people to do that. You know, like, for me, it's no. like I can stand you know, and crack jokes and talk and laugh, but, boy, put me out, you know, and say, like me, share me, please, review me. Like, it's hard. But I did get a brand new review on Amazon from a stranger, which made my day. Oh, read it. I love reviews from strangers. That's what makes uh, it really good. Let's see if I can pull it up. It was very good. You know, I've gotten like, I think I have 20 reviews total on my, my book. And, you know, again, it's hard to ask people to do the reviews. Or, you know, rate and review your podcast, but those are the things that keep your message alive, and those are the things that keep you, you, you know, sharing your story. So the last person wrote, and she was very cute. She said, let's see, I love this book because the author leads you through 24 weeks of making each day matter. The book is easy to read, but contains thought provoking questions at the end of each chapter. And it really hit home for me.
1: Oh. Oh. You know, you said something there that just really made me think for a second. So you said, it's hard to ask. Um, and I just want to share with you, like, so you know that I also work for this amazing organization called the Unstoppable Foundation. And we build schools in Kenya and it i'm so blessed to have even like found this it's just amazing and you know every like every day it seems there's some type of ask that's going on and the truth is is that we wouldn't be able to do what we do without the ask you know and for us the ask is usually it's a financial you know mm-hmm. commitment if you will, but I think like people have to, uh, it's like embracing honoring what is true and what the truth is, is that we all have to do the ask no matter what it is, you know, like we're all doing an ask and I would love to like do a show on, on that, you know, just like getting comfortable with, with our own ask because Listen, we, you know, our Best Life Cafe platform is to bring people into the fold that we get to know and that we want to shine a light on because not everybody has, you know, 10 or 15,000 followers or 25 or even 100,000. You know what I mean? It's like we want to bring to light the light workers that we find. And we're, we, you and I, I feel like we're always doing an ask, like, we're doing an ask. It's like, we're asking you, our listeners, to listen to this, right? To, like, we want to bring mm-hmm. this to you. So we're, we're doing an ask. It's like, gosh, that just kind of hit me. It's like, wow, everybody in the world is always, we're always doing an ask, you know? It's kind of uh, cool you, know, if reminds, you think about
2: it that way. We have our uh, work with Nancy Levin, um, And one of her steps in the jump book was ask for help. And it was one of the most interesting things when I was doing some evolving around that because I was such a yes person to everyone, you know, that I never thought about asking for anything for myself. I was always the, oh, yes, I'll do this for you. Yes, I'll do that for you. And I still have a little bit of that that patterning in me where um, the difference is that now I know sometimes that my yes is actually a no. And I'll say yes to
1: myself. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, yes.
2: Yeah, I think that it was an interesting distinction for me. And then, you know, getting the courage to, like, reach out to some of the guests that we want to have on our show this year and, and, you know, Worrying about the rejection, or uh, even wanting to be on shows like I have to get myself out there and ask people to have me on their show, and so all of that is just sort of like intimidating. But when someone like Win can come on the show today and you know rock her rock herself out there, it's like very inspirational. That like yeah, why am I not reaching out to more people? So if you want me on your podcast, I am available. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I just Everybody. want to shout out. Real-
2: <laughs> thank you to all of our listeners, because we are doing so well with your downloads, and your, uh, we have exceeded over 2,000 listens, and we're just so grateful for you all. Uh, we have had some amazing guests who have shared our show with their listeners, and it's just been a beautiful ripple effect, so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for that.
1: We appreciate it. We yeah, love it's keeping been, this show it, It's been remarkable. It really has. Best Life Cafe. Yay. So <laughs> let's talk, okay, I just, I want to talk about, like, what is in place, like, you know, to give our listeners, like, a little kind of carrot, if you will, about what's coming up before the end of the year. We have some really cool stuff.
2: And, Carrie, in a perfect world, I'd have that information in front of me, but my whole planner is sitting at my house. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, so I'm going to go from memory. I might have to go. Uh, I know. I say that I know one
2: thing. Next, week, I will be in Portland, Oregon, with my besties, and I will. We will be having an encore show on. And so let's see. Past that, on December thirteenth, we have Alessa, and she is a wonderful psychic, and that's going to be a super dynamite show. I'm excited about that. And then and beyond this, uh, after eleven Yeah, see, I don't have it. It's, it's in my other planner.
1: Well, we so have, yes, we have Carrie, Carrie. who's going to help us get it together for the new year. Hmm. So, Elisa
2: was on the 13th. We're doing our own show on the 20th. And on the 27th,
1: we it's have... Carrie. Back
2: and that's always my favorite show. And then in January, we're going to have, I have, um, oh gosh, we have Sarah Grace is going to be on, who is an amazing author, meditation, psychic, I mean, she's just phenomenal, I'm super excited about her. And then we have a gentleman coming up by the name of, hold on a second, his name is Robert Kandel, uh, and he is an author of, um, he's a... Podcaster, he has a, a, I want to say it's a book, but it's, hold on a second. I have his information right here. He has a podcast called Tough Love, and he really is about the male, um, put me on the spot. Tough
1: Love Live. He's, he's really great. Uh, this is going to be like the male like, point of view. And I think this yeah. is going to be so awesome for our listeners. It's going to be around Valentine's Day, you guys, I think, right? Is that when we booked him around Valentine's Day? And here's why we decided to do that. Like we know that most of our listeners are women. Um, know, like, And we love, our, we love our, our men listeners too. Don't get me wrong. But this is like one of those things where we're going to give women an insight onto how guys think. Yeah. Right? How guys. And I remember oh. I remember um, reading something once, you know, it's like all women, you know, like I'm single, I'm looking, you know, everybody that's single is looking. And in, in our circle of friends, it's like all the women say, oh, yeah, we really want somebody that's spiritual, like a guy that's spiritual. And here's the awesome thing. Like I remember reading this article. I want to say it was with John Gray, but I can't. Don't not 100% on that one, but whoever it was, was like, ladies, like you say that you want a guy who's spiritual, but like, let's break that down because if they sit and meditate with you, who cares? But what you really want is somebody who's kind and gentle and thoughtful and generous and attentive and, you know, like, and all the women were just like, yes, like that is true. So for us as women, it's like getting clear on what it is that we really want because, you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Like there is just a whole completely different language that is spoken. And I'm just thrilled to be able to kind of, you know, get into the the minds of men a little bit.
2: Yeah, he's an exciting guest. So he's an accomplished writer, teacher, coach, lecturer, And he has been guiding his audience on methods for improving communication that has helped build thousands of successful relationships. He does lectures, he does podcasts, he does workshops. It's like um, his areas of expertise are how to tell your partner the truth, how to create structures to have a more honest relationship, you know, um, the effect. Oh, he's been talking about romance in the 21st century, Monogamy as a choice, not as an assumption, how to transform jealousy into power, like really good relationship stuff. And on that note, I also want to say that we are going to start in January a on our Facebook page where you can post a message to your loved one that we will be airing on February 14th, and we're hoping that we can get a lot of submissions where you are able to give a message to your loved one live on the radio or on the radio by us reading it. So I'm super excited about that as well. And we just, uh, we love doing the show. We love our listeners and I just can't thank
1: you all enough for that. I know. It's really, we've just met some of the most amazing people. We really have. Um you know, we were talking about that process that you did with the, the um, like your friends, the circle thing, and I was talking to one of our, an, another one of our favorite guests, Mary Shores, who we love so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to do a quick little shout out to her because she has this book called Conscious Communication. You guys, seriously, if you do not have this book, if you haven't read this book, like you got to get Kathy's book, you got to get Mary's book, like this, these <laughs> things are game changers but I was talking to her about you know what she's doing over the holidays and stuff and she really embraces some me time and I I want to just invite all of our listeners to kind of put that into their plan she does um vision boards like I think on Thanksgiving her kids were with her ex-husband so she she says that on Thanksgiving and, and and anytime around the holidays where you might mm-hmm. be feeling a little bit sad or lonely or whatever, if you're not with someone or you can't be with family, always, 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 always do some me time. And she just said that, I mean, like it was just remarkable, you know, like with the vision, with the vision board, she's like, yeah, go to the market and get like, you know, a book on um, like homes and a like an Oprah magazine and, a, you know, just like some really cool books. I mean magazines, and then just go to town and oh, a travel. She she also like threw in a travel magazine. I was like, oh, brilliant. Like I wasn't. I was just thinking like you know oh and whatever, but like just really expand your vision and to create your vision board. So I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say expanding your vision, and that's
1: one of the things that I've really learned
2: is. Uh, how important it is for me to keep that vision going. Because it's easy to sort of say, I have the vision, I'm sort of there, I'm really doing what I want to do, but I'm not really like whatever quote unquote there is. But uh, so you can lose sight of it and just sort of settle. And and I've gone through a little bit of that in the last month or two going, you know, maybe I don't need to really do this. Maybe I don't really need to do that. Like why do I need this in my life? and But then it was like, you know what, because it's my vision, because it's my dream, because it's my heart and soul. And so – you just got to keep going, you know, regardless. I, I love it.
1: Yeah, it does, you know, sometimes it does take us a little bit every now and again, right? Like to, <laughs> to, and I, I just think we all, you know, we're all in this together, you guys. And we all just kind of, you know, we're here. We're here. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, so let's see dive into a Wayne
2: Dyer Wednesday and a card reading
1: Okay, yes. Oh, I have my cards here. I'm so excited.
2: I have a Wayne Dyer Wednesday. Wednesday. Go for it. Okay. Wayne Dyer Wednesday today is never forget that doing what you love is the cornerstone of having success in your life. Dr. Wayne
1: Dyer. That's so perfect (gasps) for today. I know, right? That is so perfect (laughs) for today. I love that. Okay. Okay. Here we go with my, I'm so excited with our, um, you know, mermaids and dolphins. Okay, here is our card today. Our card today, ooh, our card today is wait. Rush ooh. into any action right now. Bide your time for better results. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, you guys, so take that for what it's worth. I just also want to say one other thing and that is that Mercury goes into retrograde this weekend. So mm-hmm. we don't usually freak out. I mean, I don't usually freak out about that. I just look at it as a re, you know, renewal, re anything with re like review, renew, redecorate, re, reboot call, <laughs> reboot, you know, just be gentle with yourselves about it but i guess there's to, they're telling us to wait and and in regards maybe it's the shadow of mercury retrograde that this card is about because you're not supposed to sign any contracts or buy any electronics or anything like that during mercury retrograde well, so
2: three days i highly recommend i took carrie steyer's advice and
1: started my christmas shopping early
2: and i gotta tell you it feels damn good so you still have this weekend before the second to do your shopping and get it out of the way. I am going to pick a card from the messages of Angel Deck today. And this is what your angels want you to know. So let's see what we got. This is from Crystal. Have faith and hope because there is something positive and new on the horizon that you see yet. Which, you know, I'm sort of a Christmas movie watcher I've been doing the Hallmark Channel every night and I think faith and hope is one of the most important things during the holiday season to focus on because you have to have faith that everything will turn out right and you have to have hope that um, the right things are going to always fall into place and I just think faith and hope what do you call them? The cornerstones to get you through situations that are difficult, or that you can't see yet, or you don't understand why they're work—they're not working out the way you think they should. You just have to pause and say, "I know this is going to be what it's going to be, and it's going to be for my highest good." Like I always go there when I'm in that—you got to have faith mode. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: trusting—we just Please. gotta trust. You're right. Yeah, just trust. Alright, my dear. I
2: will uh no show next week. I look forward to our show on the 13th and thank you to all your best my best life cafeers. We appreciate you so much.
1: We love you. <laughs> Bye. Have a beautiful day you guys. Aloha. Aloha.